0: WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. That's WonderfulPistachios.com. It's another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, episode 885, and I'm Dr. Neil Malik. Hey there, happy Friday, and welcome to another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, where I answer your health questions related to fitness, diet and nutrition, and lots more. You send me the questions, and I answer them for you. Now, before we get to today's question, which I'm sure you're eager to hear. This is my favorite time of the year. I love the holidays, and all week long I've been providing some holiday trivia, so today is no exception. So before we get to today's question, here is your holiday trivia. According to the folklore of Austria and other countries, what horned figure punishes naughty children at Christmas time? The answer Krampus. I think the horror author Dean Kuntz actually wrote a Christmas story based on this character, Krampus. Anywho, I digress. Let's get to today's question as we optimize your life. What are some tips or recommendations you have for women with polycystic ovarian syndrome regarding health, wellness, eating, exercise, etc.? I read that this is a metabolic syndrome. What does that mean? Hi, Hannah. Thank you for your questions. Now, I realize that This question may seem very specific to those that identify as female. But if you identify as male and are listening to this episode, I promise that you will find the information I'm about to share helpful. A few years ago, a close friend of mine was diagnosed with polycystic ovary syndrome. She came to me with questions because it seemed to her that her doctor was recommending things that didn't seem right. For example, her doctor recommended she begin a low carbohydrate diet. She didn't understand why. I responded, Your doctor is absolutely right. Why, you may ask? Well, she asked why, so I'll explain. But first, as I usually do, let's start at the beginning and talk about what polycystic ovary syndrome and metabolic syndrome are, especially since they can both be kind of confusing. So let's start with polycystic ovary syndrome. I always like to break down these fancy medical terms into something meaningful. When we simplify these fancy words, it usually clues us into what the condition is all about. So let's start with the word polycystic. The term poly means many. Now a cyst, there are many definitions of it, but in this sense, it's referring to an abnormal growth in or on the body. And this growth is usually filled with some sort of fluid. So the term polycystic means that a person has many of these cysts or fluid-filled growths in or on their body. Now, because we're talking about polycystic ovary syndrome, this means in theory, there are many cysts growing on their ovaries. Now, I said in theory because a woman may be diagnosed with polycystic ovary syndrome without cysts developing on her ovaries. Weird, right? Well, what doctors have discovered is that while some don't always develop cysts on their ovaries, most women with this condition do share a common characteristic. Most experience some hormonal imbalances. So hormones like testosterone, estrogen, and progesterone are out of balance. Why this happens to some women but not others isn't really clear. Doctors aren't sure of the causes for this. But what we do know is that these hormones are partly responsible for the regularity of menstrual cycles. So, imbalances in these hormones can lead to symptoms like unpredictable menstrual cycles. But imbalances of these hormones can also cause acne, pain in the pelvic region of the body, abnormal body or facial hair growth, And here's where it really gets interesting. An increased risk for developing diabetes. What the heck does diabetes have to do with polycystic ovary syndrome? Well, one of the hormones that starts to get thrown out of balance is insulin. Now, insulin helps sugar leave the bloodstream and get into the body's cells. Now, remember, the bloodstream is just a transporter of stuff. We actually don't want sugar to sit in the bloodstream for too long. So, Insulin helps this process by making our body's cells more receptive to the sugar that's floating around in the blood. So, insulin is good because it helps the sugar get to our cells where it can be used to provide our bodies with energy. But what we're learning is that women with polycystic ovary syndrome may be resistant to the effects of insulin. This means the sugar stays in the bloodstream and doesn't get into the cells where it's needed. Doctors can easily test for this by checking blood sugar levels. Higher-than-normal blood sugar levels means the body is not responding to insulin like it should. All right, so let me try and connect polycystic ovary syndrome with metabolic syndrome. I wanna start by saying that metabolic syndrome is not just specific to those that identify as female. Metabolic syndrome can affect anyone. One of the signs of metabolic syndrome is having higher-than-normal blood sugar levels. After fasting for eight to 12 hours, if you went to get your blood sugar checked, We'd say your values are normal if your blood sugar levels were between 76 and 99 milligrams per deciliter of blood. Don't worry about that milligrams per deciliter thing. That's how labs standardize measuring blood sugar. So, blood sugar levels higher than 100 would be considered too high. This is partly why some doctors call polycystic ovary syndrome a type of metabolic syndrome. But high blood sugar levels is just one sign of metabolic syndrome is not the only thing a doctor would use to diagnose someone with this disorder. The other criteria a doctor would look for, and again, this could be applied to men or women, would be having a large waist, having blood levels of triglycerides or fat that are 150 milligrams per deciliter or higher, having low levels of HDL or good cholesterol, and an average blood pressure reading that's 130 over 85 or higher. If three or more of the criteria that I just read to you have been met, a doctor may diagnose someone with metabolic syndrome. So what can someone do to help feel their best even with a diagnosis of polycystic ovary syndrome or metabolic syndrome? Luckily, many of the lifestyle tips I talk about on this podcast all the time apply here. Some doctors often recommend some sort of diet modification, regular exercise, possibly some weight loss, and managing stress. When it comes to diet specifically, my friend was baffled at the thought of following a low-carbohydrate diet. But the reason a doctor might suggest this for polycystic ovary syndrome or metabolic syndrome is because the body is not responding to insulin as well. Again, this means that the blood sugar levels are staying too high. By following a low-carbohydrate diet, you're decreasing the amount of sugar you're taking in with your meals. This is because the body easily converts carbohydrates to sugar. So, by decreasing your intake of carbs, you may lower the amount of sugar floating around in the bloodstream. But if a low carbohydrate diet isn't for you, researchers have also found that a Mediterranean type diet that's rich in fruits and vegetables, legumes, and other complex carbohydrates and moderate in protein can also help with both polycystic ovary syndrome and metabolic syndrome. And when it comes to regular exercise, we're learning that this may help the body respond to insulin more efficiently Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Thank you again for the questions, Hannah. You'll be entered into a very small raffle every month to win a book. Now don't forget, if you want to send in a question to be answered by me, yours truly, it's super easy. Just come by oldpodcast.com slash ask. You can record right from your computer's microphone. It's really easy, and you can even play back your message and do retakes before sending it in. Or you can do it the old-fashioned way and call in your question. The number is 61 love ohd Both methods are in this episode's description, which you can find at oldpodcast.com. All right, that's another week of Optimal Health Daily. Thank you for listening every day. Thank you for listening all the way through. Have a great weekend and I'll see you back here on Monday for more episodes and more holiday trivia and where your optimal life awaits.